Thrill Seekers Radio. I'm Alex Dolan. We are part of Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. And a reminder that this episode with Justin M. Woodward and all episodes of Thrill Seekers are available at alexdolan.com. That's www.alexdolan.com. Um, I'm really excited to have Justin M. Woodward on the show. He is the author of a few different series. Uh, the one we're going to start talking about started with Tamer Animals. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the prequel to that, Rotten Little Things. Um, but Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, Alex. I appreciate it. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah. So uh, I guess to, to, to start, like in your, in your acknowledgments for, for Tamer Animals, was there part of of you that just got tired of being asked why you were vegan? <laughs> um, well, are, are you vegan or are you veggie? I did vegan for uh, two years, and that I guess I don't really talk about it a lot, but I'm not afraid to talk about it. But yeah, I tried it, um, and uh, it definitely inspired um, tamer animals for sure. I mean it's the absurdity of factory farming. I still, to this day now, I just had, uh, just so you know, I, so for example, tonight I had a veggie burger for dinner, but I also had, uh, some pieces of chicken with it. So it's like, I don't feel great about it, but, um, you know, it, it just had to look out for me. My wife got pregnant and, um, anyway, the rambling, but she was, she, there, there was a lot of reasons why we kind of slowly started eating certain things again. Um, but, I mean, Tamer Animals just kind of came from it. Uh, there's actually an album, uh, and I mentioned this in the book, uh, by a band called Other Lives. They're not very popular, but they're one of my favorite bands. And uh, they have an album and song called Tamer Animals. So um, I kept hearing it, and their song has nothing to do with my book, but um, just the title. I was like, man, that's, that's, uh, it just, it being the way that I am, um, I conjure up all these crazy, uh, ideas all the time. So I, I can't hear that without immediately taking it to the darkest place possible, of course. And then there's the, you know, anyway, so that's, no, no, the, this, this is really good. Like some recently, somebody told me that, uh, and people who are listening, if you, you can fact check this and call me out on it, if I'm wrong, but, uh, this, the Aerosmith song walk this way, apparently was, uh, Steve Tyler came up with it when he saw young Frankenstein, and there's the scene where nice. the guy says, walk this way. And like, yeah. it has nothing to do with this, the name of the song, but it just inspired that song. Well, I mean, look at Joe Hill's first novel, Heart Shaped Box. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty popular Nirvana song. So I, you know, I, like I said, so I actually messaged the band and, you know, you don't have to do this, but uh, because it's a whole different medium, but I messaged them and I told them what I was going to do. And I said, you know, do you, are you okay with this? Do you, do I have your blessing and not asking you to, to post about it or anything like that, but the name, you know, are you cool? And they're like, Oh yeah. You know, they were super excited. So, um, you know, I just, I just heard it and I thought of two different things and obviously there's, it has a couple different meanings and I thought, oh, okay, I know where this is going. And it just, I mean, that, that book, you know, just came out of the ether immediately into my brain. So same thing for rotten little things, you know, it's just one of those lucky moments where, you know, in the five minute moment, I was like, okay, I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, for people who are, are just coming to the series fresh, uh, talk a little bit about what Tamer Animals is about. 
so tamer animals is uh the it really studies the lives of mainly four uh teenage boys in south alabama um and it opens up with uh each 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 of the first four chapters is the first main characters and it kind of shows you a, a peek into their lives and a peek into uh the problems in their lives um don't know if that came across as super evident to you, but that was kind of my point was uh, I wanted to show uh, th th just as many humanistic, uh, human, human flaws as possible. Um, that's really one of the biggest, mo anyway, so. It, it's one the, of the things the I kids, really liked about it is you get to see the relationship dynamics between these kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, essentially it's, it's me and my friends as we were teenagers. Now, none of the people are, are correlated to any specific person it's just traits of all the kids that i knew and uh Coheely creek is a real place that i used to go to um and i went to it actually when i released the book to take video and pictures and unfortunately camping is not allowed up down there anymore but maybe that's for the best <laughs> um <laughs> so anyway back to what you were saying Wait, but hold on here, let's uh, put a flag yeah. in that for a second did, 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 what, did something <laughs> happened uh, to get camping outlawed I, uh, I think it honestly i think it was vandalism oh, okay um stupid kids going out there and and riding all over the bridge and things like that and um you know they had to put bars in front of the bridge and now when i was a teenager uh you could walk in the bridge it was creepy as hell you know i mean <laughs> you, you just didn't uh you didn't do it at night and uh but we did though so i mean it's it's pretty much it's a very real book now that the relationship issues and things like that 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 was all pretty much you know just these 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 characters uh taking on the life of their own but um the premise is just me going like man like uh, all those times we went out camping out there with no weapons or no like sense at all in the middle of the woods and there were cabins out there everywhere um just didn't feel very didn't seem like it was a good idea <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh i'm mean, still here so there's that well, all right. So talk about where the, this kind of the legend of, of goat man comes into it. Like talk about like who, who is that and kind of explain how, how that's a through line for this particular story. All right. Well, um, I guess I can give you something that I've never talked about before, which is, uh, where it, where he came from in, in, in the sense of in my book. Um, so I never, I had never really, heard much about the goat man ever um of course now i've seen i've seen all kinds of different things and people assume that i pulled from this and pulled from that but it, you know because joe lansdale has a book featuring the goat man as well uh the is bottom. the goat man an actual real legend yeah so okay let me back up so right. i was i was doing a i was doing a book chat for my very first novel the variant which actually ties heavily to tamer animals um but not in a necessary way, but in a cool way, that kind of thing. Anyway, um, I was talking about that kind of just, Hey, I'm the new author and any questions. And so I was signing books after the show or after the, the, whatever you want to call it, the speech. Um, this lady walks up and she goes, I noticed that you said that you were working on a horror novel set in near a uh, Coheely Creek. And I said, yeah. And she goes, well, I live right there. You know, uh, if you're going to write a horror novel, you can't do it without talking about the goat man. And I said, what, what are you talking about? And then she's just like, just look it up. <laughs> so I looked it up and I'm like, 
there was most of the instances of most stories of the goat man and the bridge and everything like that um, are out in Texas, which is where Joe Lansdale lives. And that's what he wrote about. And, but anyway, there was one instance uh, reported in, in Blakely, Georgia area, which is basically where that book is set. Um, and I don't really remember everything it said, but it was so creepy. And I was just like, yeah, uh, this guy's getting, he's getting put in my book. <laughs> But I'm not going to, I purposely didn't really read much else. I just kind of, I was looking for stories in Georgia and I didn't, and I just kept seeing Texas, but I didn't open the articles. And, you know, so then after I wrote it, everybody's like talking about, well, not everybody, but some people just assumed that uh, like, yeah, yeah, that's, it's cool that you put that in there. Cause he, you know, the bridge and da da da. And I'm like, what? There's other people that did that. Like <laughs> I, I was just oblivious. <laughs> So anyway, well, so for yeah. for people who aren't familiar, uh, just like tease out a little bit about what the Goat Man is. So the Goat Man, um, well, I mean, and it's not really a spoiler to say that uh, towards the beginning, uh, one of my characters, Dean, is doing some research uh, about the Goat Man, or not about the Goat Man, but they're 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 thinking that they're going to go see ghosts when they go to Coheely Creek. That's just kind of the thing is they want to go out there and be creeped out, but you know they probably all don't even really believe in ghosts anyway so it's cool that kind of thing so he's looking up stuff on the internet and um he sees that people keep like crashing their cars and stuff because they're seeing basically a figure standing by the road with with uh i would say the body of a human but like a the goat and horns uh the head of a goat with horns on it you know so it's like so and then it's got like the eyes you can't look away from his eyes so um just creepy you know creepy stuff and uh, uh yeah <laughs> to, to <laughs> so, describe so him further he would be would, like the know. actual like sleepy hollow of Coheely creek oh yeah, yeah yeah okay so then there's also the you know so the i would argue one of the the best my favorite character probably that i've ever written out of any character uh paul stanton um the sheriff and the local sheriff the old kind of Anyway, we'll get back to that because I want to. I do want to talk to you about some previous a, pre, a previous podcast that you had um, that ties into. That. As soon as I heard it, I was like, I got to talk to him about that. But <laughs> um, so Paul Stanton uh, has been quoted as saying that there is a, a a noose in the woods at this one particular tree, and every time he cuts it down, he comes back the next day and it's there again. So it's all kind of tied together, and there's a whole mystery there. So yeah. Well, so what's what's the thing in a what's the thing you wanted to talk about? So the two books that I always, uh, I guess, I guess I read these two books very uh, like near to me writing the book um, was No Country for Old Men and The Troop. <laughs> oh yeah. And so when you had Nick Cutter on here, and he was talking about Cormac McCarthy, I was kind of nerding out because I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like those, that's literally like you know kind of where the thread for tamer animals began to to ravel in my head or whatever so that was kind of neat to hear him talk about that well it, you know it's funny, fan of mccarthy and whatnot it, it's great company to keep and i and i actually was it's funny I, when i was reading tamer animals it's i mean it's a much different story but i i um i mean to your to your credit it's a much different story but there were elements that kind of fondly reminded me of the troop and just 
how oh yeah you know yeah unravel these <laughs> kids and i'm nick cutter's the troop is just i i've i loved the fact that it's all and he goes so lord of the flies with that book <laughs> and, oh yeah um but exactly. i love the fact that it's rooted in basically who these kids really are um and and like they're they're actually doing things to each other oh yeah no doubt i mean so i guess in a way i mean like i said i kind of already had the name tamer animal so i was like okay it's definitely going to be about this and what this is is the ending i guess i could say i don't want to give it away but what you know um the reveal is what i knew and then i was like well if it's going to be that then it has to be the kids because i that's the only way that I identify with that place. I, you know, I was the same age as these kids when I used to go out there all the time. So, you know, and then, uh, I guess you could say it inspired it for sure. But it's, I had just come off of reading the troop when I, when I started the book and then no country for old men. I just, uh, Paul Stanton, I always pictured him kind of being like a Tommy Lee Jones, you know? So, okay, yeah. uh, yeah. So that's kind of in my head where I was at for sure. Yeah, the No Country for Old Men, uh, and this may be a polarizing uh, thing to say, but uh, is the last movie, in my opinion, that one best picture that was actually an enjoyable movie to watch. <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't necessarily know, like, I don't keep up with it enough to know, like, what has won all the others, but I can tell you that, yeah, it's, it's an incredible movie. I think I gave it, like, a nine or maybe even a 10 on IMDb. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, it's, and it's so, it's just like the book too. It's one of those where it's just, it's probably even better, you know? Yeah. Hate to say that, but I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's just great. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to remind everybody, we've been talking to Justin M. Woodward, the author of Tamer Animals, uh, the prequel to that rotten little things. Also the variant candy. Um, and you're, so you're, based in alabama right now did you grow up there well uh yeah um are you based in I, alabama right now or i am yeah oh, okay. um so, so dothan alabama where the book starts that's kind of that's like basically where i live i live right outside of there but i grew up there i lived in minnesota when i was a kid for about seven years and um but yeah i'm in dothan uh so um all those brutal Southern heat that I talk about, that's, that's from experience. <laughs> right, that's, uh, right, right. I tell you, it was like 95 down here today and it's like the first week of October. So insane. When does it start to cool down? Uh, January. Sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it, we get such a short, yeah. I mean, it does get kind of cold. I mean, it doesn't really snow uh every i mean every six years it might lightly dust the ground or whatever but um it's pretty brutal i it's i'm not here by choice to be honest with you if it was up to me <laughs> i'd be like in california or something well I, i'm in california you're not missing much right now because uh the big utility companies just shut up shut off power for half of california <laughs> yeah Oh, um, well, I, yeah, I guess that's not, <laughs> I know, um, they, they have the fires and everything else out there too. So. Yeah. Yeah. So there, yeah, there's a lot of that stuff going on. Um, yeah. but so you, are you working on what, what other, uh, books are you working on right now? 
Well, uh, right now I'm working on, uh, I've been working on my, my sci-fi comedy series that I'm doing with Jay Sigler. Uh, Jerry's book sucks the series, (laughs) um, (laughs) which we can, I guess we can come back to that, but, um, what most people, nobody knows this yet, but right now I'm working on uh, the third book in the Tamer Animal series. So that's what yeah. I've been doing here lately. Do yeah. you have a title? No, I do not. No, yeah. I am struggling with that one because when I came up with the idea for Rotten Little Things, it was uh, that the title is what I came up with first and then I, it kind of fell into place. So that's, that's usually what happens for me, honestly, is, that, is the title comes first. And then the story comes later. This one, the story came first. So I'm just going to have to see how that plays out. Is there a song that closely aligns with the story where you could Uh, steal the title for that? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Maybe that's what I need to do. Now that's not, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny that you said that. Uh, I I actually have done that a few times. Um, The first ever short story that I ever put out, well, not that I ever, but uh, is one of my very first short stories that I put out there was smile. Like you mean it which, you know, is a killer song. Um, But that song happened to be about a serial killer who forced people to smile so he felt like they liked him. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I do that a lot where, like, when I hear Smile Like You Mean It by the Killers, um, it sounds creepy. It sounds like he's insisting, like, you know what I mean? And other people are like, what do you, why do you think that way? I'm like, I don't know. That's just how, that's why I write because I, I see things differently. I um, I think Brandon Flowers is inherently creepy, and I, I don't well, necessarily even mean that be, as an insult. But I I, yeah, I would say that it could be intention, though. I don't know. But, I th- I would think that that was intentional. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe that's but yeah. So I, I but I have talked to other people and said, and they're like, "That's what you got out of it." And I'm like, "Yeah, it sounds like he's like in like telling somebody to smile, smile like you mean it." You know what I mean? So. You anyway, know, <laughs> and then I also have a short story called uh, "It Still Moves," which is the My Morning Jacket album with a bear on the cover. So, well, I was, th- I was that thinking means something like, with the story too. There's a whole generation of people that think the police's "Every Breath You Take" is a romantic <laughs> song when Sting wrote it about a stalker. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, see, that's the way I see it. Though, like, I'm the guy that makes jokes about that and then finds out that it's true. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah, so maybe I do need to find, I don't know. I, I don't actively look for, like, I need to, I need to have this uh, be a song title or whatever. But I will say that I listen to a lot of music um, and sometimes things pop into my head. And there'll be a, um, I'm actually, there's another, uh, I'm working on another book on the side. Um, I'm not, I guess I'm not really ready to reveal that name, but it's also a, 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 a song title. So. Yeah, it's just the thing that it's, like I said, I don't seek out doing it on purpose. It just happens. So do yeah. you, do you listen, are you listening to stuff while you write? Because a lot of people have their, uh, their like writing playlists. Yes, I do. Yeah. I used to just listen to instrumental music like Boards of Canada or something like that. Um, depending on the book, I do have a specific uh, playlist. When I was, like, for example, when I was writing Candy, um, which that story is just crazy, fast paced action, kind of funny, goofy, bizarre. I listened to nothing but thrash metal for some reason, uh, just kind of happened. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and, um, and then, 
I don't know when I when I write Jerry's books up stuff it's just pretty bizarre I'll have like old school hip-hop or or uh something like that was there something you were listening to when you wrote Tamer Animals not specifically no at the time um at that time I was actually having to sit in silence because my son uh Nathan was uh I guess he was like two two or three and he was having a, a rough time sleeping in his own bed so I was having to sleep with him at that point and so he was like passed out next to me and I'm just typing like furiously in, into the night so um <laughs> I've always had to write like that you know in stolen moments you know so, so now like you've your son is now like bonded with that noise so like later on if he has an office job he's gonna like pass out to the sound of <laughs> people typing no at their computers <laughs> yeah he uh I don't really know if he gets what I do, but he knows that he's on the cover of one of my books and he thinks that's really cool. So, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that's really so cool. He says, that's my book. That's my book. But also your kids hear more than you think they do. Cause I know when I, I just got my first shipment of Jerry's book sucks the book in uh, like a week ago and I opened up the box and didn't say a word. And he pulls one out and he says, is this Jerry's book sucks? And I was like, wow, he's five. He's in kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, I don't remember telling you about that, but okay. So anyway. I mean, for what it's worth, my my dog recognizes the F-bomb when I drop it. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me that an actual human child would, would pick up on yeah. that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um. I'm going to take a quick break and, and remind everybody you we are talking to Justin M. Woodward, the author of Tamer Animals, The Variant, Candy, Rotten Little Things. Uh, uh, is it Jerry's book sucks? I, I, I just want to make sure I get it yeah, right. So, yeah, so Jerry's book sucks, the series, um, is a thing that, I'm like I said, I'm writing with the author Jay Sigler. He's the author of Train Thoughts and Unsettled. He's an amazing thriller writer. But it turns out together we write really funny stuff. So uh, anyway, Jerry's book sucks. Uh, the first book is called The Book. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and the sequel will be out in a few months. So, Very cool. How many projects Thank do you have you. going on right now? Um, well, there's a few things going on. <laughs> uh, well, all right. So put put it. I, I have to okay. complete my my official uh, break. Okay, the break is is this. Yeah, <laughs> you're listening to Thrill Seekers Radio. We're part of Authors on the Air. This is a trademark, copyrighted podcast, solely owned by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network LLC. Again, we've been talking to Justin M. Woodward. I highly recommend Tamer, Tamer Animals. Uh, it's a fantastic book. Um, I really like your writing. Um, yeah. Uh, what else do you have going on? First of all, thank you. Um, <laughs> well, so what I like, you, you asked me if I had a running title. So on my, on my computer, it is known as TA3. I'm working on TA3. Um, <laughs> That's like the, the, which, the shorthand hip name. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> right. It's like, I, cause I have to, you know, I have to put something and I'm like, well, it's TA3. I don't know what it's going to be called. I got to come up with something neat, but, um, and I'm, I'm working on, uh, a fantasy horror novel, I guess. Um, very much like a Clive Barker type thing. 
Okay. Um, not ready to really drop the title for that one just yet, but it's going to be really cool, really dark, really whimsical. And uh, so that's, that's something I've been doing. I'm kind of flip-flopping between those two because I'm, it's hard for me to just stick with one thing at the moment. Uh, I'm also, of course, uh, Najeri's book sucks. The sequel is already completed and uh, we're working on uh, number three right now. Um, so that's what I, I uh, so JBS honestly three. J, yes, JBS is like kind of the branding, what we're calling it. So JBS three, uh, and then uh, at the moment, I'm still trying to do some short stories that I, I owe people, and also I just became the editor for uh, the Books of Horror anthology, which is Books of Horror is a Facebook group. Uh, it's just about books of horror, and so they're, we're doing an anthology. Um, the, the guy who's putting that together is a great author named RJ Rolls. He's one of my good buddies, uh, author of girl's best friend. Um, he's putting that anthology together and I agreed to be the editor. So I've, I've already got, we've already got like 16 submissions on that. <laughs> so it, I've got my plate full, uh, at the moment, to be honest, but I, I mean, I love it. So one thing at a time. That's great. So yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of amazing that you're juggling all that. Um, but I'm really happy you were able to make time to come on. Cause I, I really loved, I loved the book and I love being able to, I'm, I'm hoping people listening, uh, dig into the series. Um, and I'm going to dig into JBS one. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I actually, it doesn't surprise me that two thriller horror writers would come together. Like most, most of the people I'm, I meet who write in this genre, like have a pretty good sense of humor. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, do you, do you want to kind of go into that a little bit or. Yeah, um, let's do it. I mean, so what happened was there's a, a great podcast um, slash live show called spilling ink with uh, Jason Lavelle. He's the guy that puts that together. Um, and he invited Jay to be on. Um, and I knew Jay because I had like sent him signed copies of books before and we had talked before and I had his book train thoughts like near the top of my TBR pile, but I hadn't really had the push to start it yet. Cause I didn't know him all that well and everything and whatever. So he messaged me and said, Hey, it turns out that they actually want two people to be on the show. Uh, and you're really the only author that I really know. Do you want to do it? And I was like, sure, of course. And so like we hang up with them after making them feel incredibly awkward because we're both cracking like wide ass jokes the entire time. Um, <laughs> but even though they're cool people, but yeah. like it was kind of an awkward interview and Jason was like asking us weird things about like, which way do you wipe your ass and stuff? And we were like, what? And so Jay and I just kind of like started picking at him a little bit. And so after we got off the, by the, the way, the, call, the answer for me on that is if I'm in Australia counterclockwise, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's North a good America, answer. I didn't know what to say. Clockwise. <laughs> I was like, I think from, I, don't, I said, I'd have to, and I started like, because we're on video. I'm like, I'd have to like stand up and I kind of did, like we were just kind of being jackasses. Yeah, and yeah. so we get, off, we get off the phone or the call with those guys and uh, we just kind of kept talking and then we just kept talking and kept talking. And then we were on there again after we had already finished the whole first book and we, you know, still couldn't tell anybody about it. But um, no, I, I had been wanting to do a collaboration with somebody for a long time just because I wanted to see what it would be like. And so I asked him if he had thought about that and he said, yeah. And then he said, this is kind of an idea that I have. And he shot it over to me and it was, a uh, 
a little different than what it is now, but it was kind of the, the basics of like where it all began. And, um, it's what happens, man, when we, you know, the two of us just kind of didn't really plot anything and we just went nuts. And on the back end, we cleaned it up a lot and presented it as something that we're very proud of. I mean, out of all the things that I've done, uh, I've been in screen magazine with a five star review, you know, for TA and i mean well i was about to sit, put my foot in my mouth but anyway um <laughs> some other things some other things have happened that have made me feel cool oh and i'm you know <laughs> i just had an anthology come out um or i did not have a, a john Questori uh put together an anthology for uh the we'll, we'll get we'll get into that but stephen king and neil gaiman are in it and i'm in it too and that that's pretty cool but out of oh, all of cool. that yeah, we can talk about that, but I just wanted to finish this like little thing. But yeah, out of yeah. all that, like Jerry's book sucks is is by far my mo- my crowning achievement. It's just I'm, I've always been into humor and comedy, and you know, and um, and I will say this too, um, I love horror, but and I've said this I don't know how many times. I mean, I've said it on every podcast I've ever been on, every interview I've ever been in. I never set out to be a horror writer. It just happened. You know, it's like a my first book was a sci-fi book. It was sci-fi. It had a lot of com. In fact, my, I'll never forget my, my grandmother on my dad's side. Um, she read it and I was kind of embarrassed cause you know, there's like uh, adult stuff in there, you know? And she is yeah. like, she called me and she, she said, I didn't know you were so funny. And I was like, well, it's not supposed to be funny. And she's like, Oh, but you know what I mean? And then when I read back over it, like listening to the audio book, it's just scathing, scathing sarcasm. And that's how I am. And so, it turns out Jay is the same way. We're almost like identical. And most people say that the book reads as one voice. I mean, everybody has said that, like, it just, like, I can't, if you guys are switching it up, I can't tell when, you know, and that's, that makes me feel good. So anyway, I'm just, we're just, you know, we started an LLC together and everything, which we're going all in for, for Jerry's book sucks, but I, that doesn't mean I'm stopping what I'm doing as I have already said. So that's, that was some people's concern was like, well, that's cool, but you know, (laughs) when's the horror books coming? And I'm like, ah, again, <laughs> I didn't set out to be a horror writer. It's just that tamer animals got kind of popular, you know, and, but that I'm going to keep doing it though, because I, I've built a fan base in it and I enjoy it. So. One of my, one of my favorite writers is a guy named Michael Faber. Um, and he wrote, uh, I think his first book that broke was called under the skin, which has since been made into a movie, which is sort of, you could classify as sci-fi horror but he doesn't i mean it's just well done i mean it's it's not one of the things that we talk about a lot in the show is just the fact that thriller horror mystery all these things are marketing terms that help connect writers to potential readers and so i i think yeah. there's a value in having those terms because if it makes somebody that much more likely to stumble across something that they like, then that's great. Um, yes. But I think like, you know, it's, it's not like, I don't, I don't meet very many people that just write squarely in, in genre. I mean, I, I, I do meet people like that, but like yeah. so many writers that just, they write different kinds of stories because that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, well, even like Joe Hill has said, I, I don't know the exact quote, but something to the effect of like horror and comedy are almost the same thing, depending on how you see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's kind of a weird quote, but it's so true. Cause you're like, you know, like 
if you take like a if you took like a slasher movie and added like some stupid ass music to it and like like you know it would be hilarious it's like oh there's just this is so weird like what so well have you ever seen the uh like somebody did a recut of silent the silence of the lambs trailer as a rom-com yes yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, yeah people listening, hilarious. if you haven't, yes. look it up on YouTube. <laughs> it's totally worth it, and it totally works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, there's there's like entire YouTube channels where they just do that, um, and it's just great. Yeah, um, one of one of the biggest uh, pieces of cinematic YouTube history is when somebody changed uh, "No Country for Old Men" to "No Country for Old Greg," <laughs> which. <laughs> If you don't, I don't know if you if you don't know who Old Greg is, that won't make any sense. But if you if you don't if you don't know, just just look it up. That's all I can tell you. I will I will be looking it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's from the Mighty Boosh. It was a oh uh, UK. I, yeah. yeah. Well, I know like, the what Mighty are you doing in my waters? That kind of thing. I I never like totally dialed into the Mighty Boosh, but I I like that actor from the IT crowd. Yeah, you, you know, you, you ever drank Bailey's from a shoe? <laughs> Yeah, it's just weird, man. It's, I'm telling you, it's like 20 years old, but it's, it's classic comedy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't actually seen the IT crowd. Um, I keep being told that I need to watch it, and I, it's definitely on my list. Well, so basically the IT crowd is, it's, I think it's like similar, there's overlapping writers going on, and um, it's basically like an IT department at a corporation right. in London. Um, but there's kind of like the the archetype of the like the goth guy that like never sees the light of day. The main character in the Mighty Boosh is that guy. In this other nice. show. Okay. And, and just plays yeah. like he's almost like a living vampire, and he like plays it really well. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, that that's that show sounds like it's right up my alley. I've got to I've got to get on that for sure. All right, cool. As we're winding down, um, talking to Justin M. Woodward, uh, I remind you to go get Tamer Animals TA1 or TA. Um, also, Jerry's Book Sucks is what, what's going to be on my reading list. Um, <laughs> but talk a little bit about the anthology. Okay, so um, as you know, earlier this year, uh, there was a tragic shooting in Virginia Beach, um, where I, I believe a 12 people were killed uh, yeah. by a gunman. Um, so I was, I, I was uh, messaged by uh, John Questori. Uh, he's a, a good guy. Um, I've known him for a while. He, he's always been like kind of supportive of me and he buys like signed copies of my books and stuff. And he said, hey, I want to put together a charity anthology for the victims or there's a, there's a relief fund for these people. And I was like, of course, you know, so he said, it's gotta be a story based around water. And I was like, okay, cause I already had one. <clears throat> it's strange, but I already had one at that. And this is even more strange. I was on a Neil Gaiman kick and I was like, I'm going to make a Neil Gaiman ish story. And I put like a little tribute in there where there's a restaurant called Sandman Sands, mm-hmm. which, you know, Sandman. So, okay. um, so anyway, so I'm writing this story and just kind of, and he kind of prods me like a, I don't know, a couple of weeks later and he's like, how's it going or whatever. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, it's great. And he's like, well, I just wanted to tell you, um, I don't know if you'll care, but you know, Neil Gaiman is, is going to be in it too. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, <laughs> he's one of my favorites. He's easily in my top five. I used to say in my top three, I would 
I don't know. I think Kurt Vonnegut might have pushed him out, but I don't tell Neil. So anyway, um, <laughs> so I was super stoked, and I'm like, cool, that's amazing. You know, it, it's not about me; it's about the victims of the shooting and the the tragedy that happened. But you can't you can't you know ignore that. That's just cool. And not only is it cool that I'm going to be in a book with him, but it's cool that he is uh, is helping these people you know, in this way. So it, time goes on and I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of my buddies. Um, my writer buddies are starting to fill up the book and I'm like, cool, you know, this is going to be fun. Um, and then towards, you know, the right before they get ready to announce all the big announcements is when I found out that Stephen King is also putting a, a story in there. So that was just <clears throat> something else, you know, <laughs> I don't is even it, know how to, uh, is there, is there a title to it yet? Yeah, it's called Dark Tides, a Dark charity Tides. horror anthology. Yeah, Dark Tides, it's on Amazon already. Uh, the thing is, uh, Gestalt Media, G-E-S-T-A-L-T, uh, is putting it together. And there was there's like three different covers or four different covers. And they're trying to get it all kind of like pushed together on Amazon because it was an Indiegogo project that ended a few days ago. I think it was maybe a week ago. And, uh, it, by the way, uh, the pre-orders alone were almost $5,000 on the Indiegogo, which is great, you know, um, cause none of us are keeping any of that. It's all going to the charity. And, um, so anyway, so Neil Gaiman has tweeted about it and things like that. And it's just kind of surreal. Um, but then again, it's not about me. So it's kind of like, I don't really think about it a whole lot, but when I do think about it, it's just, it kind of makes me smile and just kind of like, you know, that's something that nobody can ever take away. Like you've been in a book with two of your favorite authors. That's amazing. That's me. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, also like, thanks for putting that on my radar. Um, so darker tides. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. Dark tides. It's, dark uh, tides. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. Uh, yeah. I'll have to send you a link later, but there's, there's a, there's beautiful covers for it on Amazon. Um, it's a hefty book too. I saw uh, John actually was on the news today uh, locally where I guess he lives up there near where the, where it all happened. That's why he wanted to, to do this. Um, and they were, they had the two different, two of the different covers on the video clip. I actually shared it on my, uh, my author, Justin and Woodward Facebook page. Um, it's thick. I haven't got my copy yet. That's why I'm saying like, wow, that thing is big. <laughs> it's a pretty <laughs> big book. So, um, I'm excited, man. I, I want to tear into it myself and see what everybody else wrote. My story is called pockets full of rocks and it's the second one in the book. So. I like the title. Cool stuff. Thank you. Yeah. It remind it makes me think of Virginia Woolf. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read any Virginia Woolf, but you know that's kinda um, how she died. She, I think she drowned herself with pockets full of rocks. I, th I think Really? If I'm okay, remembering well, that correctly, yeah. Yeah, so that's the idea, you know. But yeah. anyway, it's it's a sad story. It's a touching touching story. Um, so yeah. Well, uh, well, great. Like as a reminder, uh, go read Justin M. Woodward. Um, and and thanks for coming on the show. So you you said uh, for people other than just going to their favorite bookstore and getting your books, uh, what's the best sure. way for people to find out more about you? Well, um, I have uh, justinmwoodward.com is my website. Um, I have a contact form on there. I also have a uh, a free story if you sign up for my newsletter. Um, which I don't pester people a lot with my newsletter. I just tell them the main points and get on with it. Um, but I do have a free story on there. Uh, Mommy drinks because you're bad. Um, <laughs> there's a whole story behind that too. I don't know if we have enough time in the world for that, but um, 
anyway, uh, and then I try to post updates on there. Of course, if you join the mailing list, you get all the updates. And then I have all my all my different uh, social media links on there. Um, I have a group, Justin and Woodward Fan Club. Um, you're more than welcome to join us there. And also, uh, Jay and I have a group for Jerry's Book Sucks. If you're into comedy horror, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, comedy sci-fi adventure stuff, it's uh, Jerry's Book Sucks, the group. <laughs> Are you comfortable so, sharing what the M in your name stands for? Uh, sure. Uh, my, my middle name is Michael. Okay. So it's not um, like Justin Money Woodward or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have a thing where my grandfather's first name is my middle name and so on and so forth. So my son, uh, my first son, Nathan, his middle name is Thomas, which is my dad's name. And that's kind of just the thing that we've always done. So My middle name yeah. is my dad's name as well. And, yeah. and, and he had the same thing too. His middle name was his dad's name. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it just makes sense. I mean, what it seems to make more sense to me than just pulling one out of the air. Like you're going to be, your middle name's going to be Tobias. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I you're going to be Thanos. <laughs> yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, um, uh, all right. Hey, man, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate yeah, the, the kind words. Um, thank you for having me. Um, so I will, I want to add one final thing about the Tamer Animal series that we didn't yes. really kind of get into. The, if you want to get the full experience, um, and I'll just cover all my books real quick. You got The Variant. I, I recommend reading that before, unless you're not in, unless you strictly only want horror. If you only want horror straight, then just go straight to Tamer Animals. But if you like a heartfelt sci-fi thriller, um, The Variant, and then Tamer Animals, and then Rotten Little Things, and then, of course, Tame Animals 3, whatever that's going to be called, is going to be coming out soon. Uh, I would say within the next, don't hold me to it, but maybe maybe by the first of the year, hopefully, maybe, we'll see. Okay. Um, and then uh, Candy is a standalone. And then, of course, uh, so yeah, so the variant, Tamer Animals and Rotten Little Things are kind of a, their own thing. And then Candy is a standalone uh, about a high school girl that goes on a crazy adventure with, because of her boyfriend accidentally killing somebody and they try to hide the body and all that. So that's what that's about. And then of course, JBS, Jerry's book sucks is its own thing as well. So, but I just wanted to add that little bit about the variant. Um, a lot of people don't know that, uh, who do enjoy tamer animals that I have this other book that has a familiar character or two in it. So. All right, great. All right. Well, um, everyone, read Justin. Justin, thanks for coming on, and um, let me know if you ever make it to California. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, man. <laughs>